You have to give yourself permission to fail when it comes to this stuff, especially when you're starting out because you're not going to be perfect. If you are between the ages of 18 and young 30s and reaching for that best version of yourself, you are in the right place. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I am an author and speaker to over 30 colleges nationwide with the heart behind everything I do to be who I needed when I was younger. On this podcast, I interview experts in their field and 20-somethings alike. We'll talk about finances, physical wellness, dealing with your inner mean girl, and you better believe we're going to talk about guys. Our mission here is to empower your socks off and definitely drop some truth bombs along the way. All right, let's get to it and unpack some truths for your 20s. My name is Ava. This is your Truth For Your 20s podcast with your host, Katie Bormer, my mom. Enjoy listening. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. If you remember the episode we did about not taking yourself too seriously, I met a friend named Sarah Maddock and because of her, I'm the wonderful world of social media, got introduced to Nicole Smoothie Bowl, Nicole, as I call her, <laughs> um, but she is such a really cool person, and I w- and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on the podcast, and I'm gonna let her explain why I think she's so cool. She has so many different nuggets of wisdom. But to start, Nicole, can you just say hello? Hi! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Okay. So there's so many like, I don't even know where to start because I'm like, okay, a Miss Washington uh, pursuing an acting degree. You have this incredibly popular online following with your YouTube channel and you're healthy eating, but how would you describe yourself? Because that's, there's so many things. Oh my gosh. You're right. Sometimes I feel like to the outside person who doesn't know me, my life would be very confusing and not really, you don't know what I do. Sometimes I even wonder what I do, but (laughs) I always explain it as a traveling food personality encouraging you to do stuff. So hashtag do stuff has been the the, mo- the motivation and kind of the heart behind my mission and everything I've done for the last seven years um, because it kind of encompasses everything. Not only does it encompass food, but it also encompasses travel and adventure and basically becoming the type of person that when you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. You don't just sit around and talk about it and make lists of all these things you want to do. Like you actually put action to what you say and you're a person of your word. And I found that with that mentality, I've been able to accomplish some of my biggest, wildest dreams. Oh my gosh. I love that. I was just writing a a little, um, I do these mini books on Instagram. Anyway, uh, a quote I found was action steps, eat good intentions for breakfast. Meaning, you know, like we say all day long, oh, like I want to travel. Oh, I want to run a marathon. Oh, I want to eat healthy. One of that matters until you start taking action steps or as you would say, hashtag do stuff. (laughs) So so good. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So back us up to how you, I know right now you're living in LA pursuing acting, which is incredible. And we have to get into that, but let's back up to, you know, kind of how you got here and all of the incredible opportunities you've had up until this point. 
I know that's a lot. <laughs> so I'm from a small town in Washington state. It's called Kennewick, part of the Tri-Cities. And growing up, I always wanted to live in Southern California because my childhood dream was to be Hannah Montana. Of course. Which, if I'm being honest, it still is. Um, who I don't know a child that didn't want to be Hannah Montana at our age. <laughs> and so I grew up as a competitive dancer, never really had opportunities to pursue acting because of the small town I lived in. So I found that outlet through other avenues of performing, which was dance for me and did that for about 20 years. And for a while thought I wanted to move to New York and be on Broadway. But when I was in eighth grade, I started a YouTube channel and I discovered this love for making videos. And I taught myself how to edit. I started making all kinds of fun videos with my friends and didn't really realize the potential that that platform had. So I didn't really take it seriously, but that's actually what changed my mind from going to school for dance to majoring in a film major. I went to film school at Chapman University, which is actually in Southern California, but in Orange County, and studied television and broadcast journalism for four years. And then when I graduated, I competed for Miss Washington shortly after, and I won. So they moved me to Seattle the next day, and I competed for Miss America two months later, which was just wild. Um, When I came home from that, my full-time job for the rest of the year was to be Miss Washington. And so it was an incredible opportunity. I graduated debt-free because of the organization. And I also am, I feel really lucky to have had that year where I was still busy and still had really great opportunities, but it was almost like a gap year where I could kind of take a break after college and really think about what I wanted to do next and where I wanted to go. So when that year was up, I decided to pack up my car and move back to LA because I never really given the whole Hannah Montana thing a shot. And as silly as that sounds, like I really did want to pursue acting um, and live in LA to see what that was like. So I moved here without a job. I applied to lots of jobs thinking, oh, something will come up. I've just graduated with this four-year degree. I'm qualified. I'm talented, all of these things, and did not get a single interview. And I remember feeling very discouraged and defeated because I thought it was not a good adult responsible decision to move to a really expensive city without a job. Um, and I just felt called to Los Angeles. And so I got one DM on Instagram from a family that wanted me to do their family photos in Disneyland on September 19th. And they said, will you be in town? And I just said, yes. (laughs) And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, I got to move to LA. I got a job. Wait, wait, what time of year was this? This was, um, maybe like a month or so, two months before I moved. And so I um, literally packed up all my belongings in my little Toyota Prius and I drove by myself the 21 hours down to California, did that first photo shoot the first day I was there and then had no idea what I was going to do. Oh my God. I, I kept applying for jobs and I thought, oh, surely something will happen. Something will come up. Once I'm there, it'll be easier. And then nothing came up. So I just grinded it out. And I was a full-time freelancer doing photo shoots and acting jobs here and there. And I was... I was kind of doing social media influencing. It was not nearly enough to be full-time because I didn't have a big following, but I had enough to kind of get a few paid brand deals every now and then. But I just remember feeling so much anxiety financially every month because I'm like, is a company going to reach out? Is anyone going to work with me? What if I don't get any photo shoots this month? I was literally relying on all of these things for my income because I didn't have a steady job. So the first year in LA really smacked me in the face. How old were you at this point? I was 22, 23. I just turned, yeah, I was like going into my 23rd year. 
And um, I learned a lot that year. And so the beginning of last year, which was my second year in LA, I tore my ACL. Oh no! And it, it knocked me out, took me out of commission for a couple months after I got the surgery. And then four months after the surgery, I tore it again. So I had the surgery a second time. And basically 2019 was just what felt like failure after failure. I feel like I just kept falling on my face. Bad things kept happening to me. And I was like, what? Maybe I'm not meant to live in LA. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe I'm really not cut out for this life because it was just knocking me down. Uh, And I almost gave up, truthfully. I was so discouraged last year and I felt like nothing was ever going to change or ever get better Um, until 2020. As crazy as that sounds and as wild of a year this has been globally, it has been the best year for me personally I've ever had in my whole life. I have never felt more at peace, more joy. I've never had so much success in my business and in my career um, than I've ever had before. And there are things that have happened this year that I have crossed off my dream list that were my five-year goals. And so I'm blown away. I don't know what happened or what changed, but I've heard it said that, you know, it's always darkest right before um, the the light. I don't know what the quote is. (laughs) It's always darkest before the dawn. (laughs) There it is. That's what I meant to say. You know. Now, just to kind of like wrap all that up, I am a full-time content creator. Um, It's weird to say like I'm full-time TikToker because I I do have a blog and I do have a YouTube channel. I also am on Instagram. So it's not like TikTok is my main thing, even though it's where I have the most followers. But in all of that, it is providing a way for me to pursue acting here in LA and continue to um, uh, pursue my calling, I guess you would say. Oh my word. This is so exciting. Okay. So I'm assuming you get paid brand, paid deals to do your content on the TikTok and the Instagram and stuff like that, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and tell them about what you are kind of known for on social media. I guess it's several things, but I know you through the whole smoothie bowl and like healthy eating and stuff like that. And uh, just <laughs> right before we got on the call, I was drooling over your pumpkin, cho- pumpkin chocolate chip brownie recipe. So like, it's amazing. How did you get into that? I totally just remembered I forgot a huge chunk of the story. That's okay. Um, my freshman year of college, I was randomly hired as a pastry chef. It was so out of the blue, and that's probably why I forgot to say it because it was so random. I got in a conversation with the executive chef at my university, and at the end of the conversation, he goes, so you're hired. And I said, excuse me? And he goes, well, you wanted a job, didn't you? So without even thinking, I said, yes, sir. And I just went along with that. I'm like, he doesn't even know if I can bake. I don't even know if I can bake. I probably can't. And he hired me on the spot. I worked in a commercial kitchen for four years. And it was the most incredible, fun job I have ever had in my whole life. But that's where all the food stuff actually started. And at the time, I had just started my blog. Nobody read my blog. And the people that I was... Uh, serving wanted all my recipes. And so I thought, well, shoot, I'll just throw them up on the blog. And so that's how it became travel and food because I was traveling so much um, that year. I was in nine different countries. And then I had all my recipes up there from my pastry chef job. So to fast forward to this year, I really didn't start doing the smoothie bowl stuff until TikTok because I had posted a few of my smoothie bowls and those are the ones that kept popping off and getting millions of views. And I was like, shoot, I should really start doing this. And so I started just cranking out these smoothie bowls and I did all these tutorials on YouTube that were just blowing up. And now people know me as the smoothie bowl girl, (laughs) plus the baked goods. We've got like the dessert and then the healthy food. It's like total opposites. (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm here for brownies. Yeah, we'll smooth up the broccoli and the spinach, and we'll have the pumpkin chocolate chip brownies. Like that. That there sounds amazing. Yes, I am sitting here thinking like. My story is much different, but I feel similar in the way of like stumbled into where I was supposed to go, even though like I had no idea what I was doing. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I, there's a quote from Mark Batterson book, but he says that God has a way of getting us where we need to be even more than we do. You know, like we think like, oh no, I got this and I'm going to move here. I'm going to do this. And you did all that. And that was a lot of huge step of faith. But part of that was here, you're hired to be a pastry chef and you didn't even know you were applying for a job. Yeah. That's, and I love what you said about you, you end up getting there in a roundabout way because I, I feel like I'm kind of backwards where I kind of know the, I don't say I know the end result, but like I have a vision for my end goal and what I want to do. But I just was, I've always been so confused and felt so blind in the middle. And how am I going to get there? What's that going to look like? And I had this vision for having a YouTube channel and creating food content, but I could not see how in the world that would be possible. And I never even considered TikTok. I didn't even know what TikTok was. I didn't know it existed. And I never had that in my plans, but God did. And God saw that. And none of this came as a surprise to him, but I love how that has been such a huge part of my journey. And that was one of the biggest vehicles that got me to a place where I, I saw a couple years ago, if that makes sense. Yes. That's so good. Um, I would love for you just to share because I feel like maybe someone's listening and like, okay, well I have a passion and I want to like put it out there on social media, but they're going to get caught up in the oh, well, I don't know how to be good on camera and I don't have a, the right lighting and I don't have the fancy, you know, things, the Adobe Premiere to edit it. And like, that's all, you know, an end game and that's fine, but you can do so much with your phone. So I would love to just give maybe a few tips, like, you know, let the light face, face you, not behind you, you know, little things like that to perhaps to help someone, just a few tech tips because you do photography and stuff like that. If they do have a voice and want to share it, like how can they make that happen like tomorrow? Oh my gosh, totally. So many things have just been popping up in my head as you were saying all that. And I think just the first couple quick technical things. Um, first of all, my page up until about a month ago, every single TikTok I posted was filmed on my phone. So it's totally possible to film everything on your iPhone and even edit everything on your iPhone. Um, you don't have to have any fancy programs or anything like that. Um, when it comes to lighting, yeah, get, if you don't have good lighting, I buy a ring light. They're like 50 bucks on Amazon. They're super cheap. They're great. They're, they're pretty easy to pack away. Um, I use a ring light. I also have a little softbox light, but whatever you've got for lighting um, really helps. And then just get one of those little phone tripods. I mean, I took my phone case off and propped my phone up and then you've got a little situation where you can adjust the height or even tilt it down to um, to get those overhead shots if you're doing food stuff. That's how I got all my stuff where I show how I decorate my smoothie bowls. But I think something else although it's not quite as tangible, but super, super valuable is to have grace for yourself. Talking on camera is not natural. It's very weird. And I think a lot of people when they start out, at least for me, I was so hard on myself when I would mess up because I'm like, why am I not good at this? Why do I keep messing up? Why is this so hard? And I forgot that I'm literally talking to a screen. Like that's so (sighs) weird. And people forget that like that's not normal. So have grace for yourself. Allow yourself 
to do it a couple times. You have to give yourself permission to fail when it comes to this stuff, especially when you're starting out because you're not going to be perfect. Like just as some encouragement, go on to either my YouTube channel or my TikTok and scroll down quite a ways to get to some of my first videos and you will see how terrible they are and how little I knew about pretty much everything. And I remember, especially with YouTube, these videos that I was posting, I was so frustrated because I'm like, why aren't people watching them? They're not getting any views. And I go back and look at them now and I'm like, well, no, duh, nobody was watching them. They're terrible. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. And you have to be able and willing to let yourself fail and mess up and post those ones that you know aren't going to be good because you'll never be able to move beyond that if you don't just get them out there. Um, So that, I think if I would have realized that sooner, I could have... gotten better a lot faster because I was just so afraid to fail. And then I realized that, you know what, I just got to do it. I have to put this stuff out there because it's the only way I'm going to grow and it's the only way I'm going to learn. Girl, my hands just flew up in the air when you said you can't make your 50th if you don't make your first. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. And I always remind myself that too, because I'm still hard on myself with new things that I'm learning. I'm always trying to like add something new or like learn a new editing skill or try a new concept. And then I made a YouTube video literally two days ago and halfway through I messed the entire recipe up. So I had to scrap the entire video and start all over and use double the amount of ingredients because I completely ruined it. And I was so mad at myself and I'm like, Nicole, you cannot expect yourself to be perfect. So it's not true. human. So true. Oh my gosh. I could talk about that for three days. I was talking to a, a young girl, college student who has a podcast and she's just starting out, you know, just figuring it out and everything. And she's like, you know, I'm just frustrated. They don't have that many viewers. And like, well, who are you comparing yourself to? And she starts um, naming these people who are like, they were professional radio stars for five years. And then they have a podcast with like hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of followers with a team of 10 editing. You know, I'm like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. You're a one man band who just started. Like there's, that's not even fair. You got to know. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, um, I'm filled with quotes. So one of the other quotes you made me think of was the only way to get ahead is to get started. So like you love gotta, that. Got to get started. Okay. You have so much just goodness <laughs> when it comes to knowing your worth and your value and your identity and all that kind of stuff. I'm curious like why you're passionate about that. What made you passionate about that and and why? And what's your what's your take on all of that? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me it came from so many years of finding my worth and value in the things that I did and my accomplishments. I kind of felt like these things that I won, the dance competitions, the pageants, all of these accolades I had are what qualified me and made me worthy of keeping around and having a friend in because I really struggled to make friends growing up and I was bullied and I always kind of felt like an outsider and like I didn't belong because I was so different than everybody else. And for somehow that made me bad or worse than other people. But I thought, oh, if I can just prove to them that I'm cool and I have this and I'm doing these wonderful things and I'm traveling, then they're going to think I'm cool enough to be part of the group. And so I was constantly trying to perform to prove to people that I was worthy. Um, And the funny thing about that is it works if you keep winning and if all these things keep happening to you. But the problem is we're human and we don't always win. Sometimes we fail on fall flat on our faces and 
then what happens? And I was realizing that every time that would happen and something would not go my way or not go as planned and I would fail, then I would feel worthless because I had placed all of my worth and value in these things that I did. So when I didn't do it or it didn't work out, it all crumbled. And that was exhausting because I was trying to keep up with a lifestyle that was not maintainable. I was going at 100 miles an hour. I never took breaks. I never allowed myself to rest. And I was so burnt out and so stressed and full of anxiety all the time that my physical health suffered from it. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't sleep. I lost a lot of my hair. I wasn't eating well. And my body was just, it was so broken on the inside and outside. And that really didn't change until I studied abroad in New Zealand. I moved to that country for six months, and it was the first time in my life where I've never had a job, I've never had an internship, I've never had a title or anything to fall back on as my identity and who I am. I was just plain Nicole. No list of accomplishments, no list of, oh, she's the pastry chef, she's the (laughs) photographer, she's the this, she's the that. And it really freaked me out in the beginning because I thought, is just Nicole who I am at the core, bare bones, is that enough? Because all my life I had convinced myself that the answer was no and that no one would want just Nicole. Um, And so I did a little experiment and during orientation, I didn't really tell my story. I didn't tell anybody who I was and what I was all about. To them, I was just Nicole from Washington. And to my surprise, I made friends. And it was so it was just mind blowing to me. And I don't know if people figured out this out a long time before I did. I wish I would have known it sooner. But for me, it changed my life. And it was such a turning point because I realized that none of those things qualified me and gave me worth and value because when I didn't have them, I still had worth. And that's when I learned that my worth and value as a human does not depend on what I do or don't do in life. It doesn't depend on my success or failures. And it also doesn't depend on my physical appearance. I have worth and value because I'm a human created with purpose, and that's true for everybody. And when that concept entered my brain, it was just, it was game changer because I was able to separate who I was from what I did. And I no longer felt the pressure to perform or to prove or to continue to achieve as a way of feeling worthy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish we could see each other at this point because I'm just like, yes, that is so good. I just wrote down who you are is greater than what you do. Like, yes, sister. Preach. <laughs> so good. New oh. Zealand. That's amazing. I love that country so much. I wish I could go back. I miss it. You've traveled everywhere. So did you travel mostly through the Miss America Foundation or what brought you so many places? Um, It was a little bit of different. Sometimes it was work. Sometimes it was a family vacation. Other times it was just I wanted to go somewhere. Uh, My godparents lived in England for about three years. So we went and visited them over Christmas and I stayed an entire month through the new year. So when I was there, I hit Scotland and a little bit of like Germany, Belgium, Netherlands. And then that same year is when I moved to New Zealand. So while I was there, I took advantage of going to some countries that were on that side of the world that I might not ever be able to go back to. So I went to Australia and Fiji. Um, and then I've traveled a lot domestically for photography work and different production stuff I've been involved in. Man, that's so cool. I, I don't know. I could talk to you for like 
five different million uh, topics, but I would love to switch on being an incredible version of your best single self. So you are living in LA, pursuing this career in acting, doing incredible things on the interwebs. (laughs) And, you know, I I just love this because as I said earlier, it drives me insane that our society, um, college, yay, all the things, married, yay, all the things. But what about this space in between? There's so much incredible things that can happen. It's such a beautiful time to discover who you are, what you want to be, shape your future really. And you are doing that in an incredible way. But talk to me about being single and what that's meant for you, what you discovered about yourself, all of that good stuff. Oh, I love this. I love this topic. And I, the first thing I want to say, I really appreciate what you just said about me, but I want you to know too, and I want everyone listening to know that it's hard. It is so hard. And sure, you might look at my life and look me up on social media later and be like, wow, this girl's awesome. She's got her whole life together. She's probably just thriving and doesn't even think about dating. That is so far from the truth. I there is not a day that goes by that I don't think about my future husband and that I don't wish that I was married. I am human and I I desire those things as well. And it is not easy. I have learned so much in my season of singleness and have prayed so many times for God to just not delay in bringing me my person. Um, but I do know that there is such value in your singleness. And I try to focus on Um, those things that I can enjoy now in this season that I won't have when I get married. Um, Because I do know that when I get married one day, I'll remember when I was single and be like, oh, well, that would be nice right now. (laughs) So I think for me, one of the biggest things that has helped me, you know, I've made a list in my head or written it down, whatever, my non-negotiables of like my dream man, the person I'm looking for, the qualities I want in my future husband, which I think is fine. Um, But I think more, more than that, while I'm waiting for that person to come into my life, that I'm making sure I'm all those things on that list, that I'm not just expecting someone to waltz in and be picture perfect from checking out all the boxes on my list. And then I display none of those qualities. I want to be that type of person too, because I want to be the best version of myself for my future husband. And in this time of singleness, I get to work on that. I get to work on my patience. I get to work on my kindness and my selflessness and all of these things that hopefully are going to make me a good wife. Because the thing is, when you get married, you only become more of who you already are. And so Mm -hmm. I don't want to get married with somebody and do life with someone when I am a complete wreck. I'm not saying I'm ever going to be perfect and we're going to have it all figured out because we don't and it's a journey and we're going to fail. We're going to disappoint each other and mess up. But I also don't want to rush into something when it's not the right time. It's like baking a batch of cookies and taking them out 10 minutes before they're done. You're going to get sick. It's raw dough that is not meant to be taken out yet. And I firmly believe that God's timing is perfect and he knows what's best for you and he knows what's best for you and loves you enough to take you out of the oven at the right time and not a second before and not a second after. And so I have to always remind myself of that whenever I'm doubting the timing or thinking that God's forgotten about me because it's not true. And if I truly want his best, then I'll wait for that. And I do. Oh my gosh. Are we soul sisters? (laughs) (laughs) everything you just said is what I say to college students on the regular. And it's so powerful, like, cause you're living it. 
Wow, when I was planning the ad for this episode, I had no idea what a perfect intro this would be. But if everything Nicole just said resonated with you, I have the perfect tool to help you. I'm excited to announce my first mini digital course all about making a dating plan. What is a dating plan? The way I say it is an architect makes a blueprint before they ever break ground. A business owner makes a budget before they head into the next fiscal year. So why in the world are beautiful women walking into potentially one of the biggest decisions of their life, a dating relationship with no plan? So I help you to decide what matters? What are some non-negotiables? And you'll be surprised to know I only have two. The rest is just stuff for you to think about. We get into all the good stuff. This is designed to be taken in just about one hour, and it helps you decide what matters to you in one of the biggest decisions of your life. So head to katiebulmer.life or my Instagram profile, and you can easily find the link on the mini course, How to Make a Dating Plan. And you know, I love to give my podcast listeners a little extra bonus. So use promo code truth and save yourself 10% at checkout. All right. So tell me what you have like coming in the future. Like what do we have to expect from Nicole? Yes. All right. I'm so excited about so many different things, but the one that is coming out the soonest is my custom line of coconut bowls. Probably my most commonly asked question is where I get the bowls that I use for my smoothie bowls because I use these coconut shells and I'm partnering with a company out of the Netherlands. They're wonderful people and we are creating a custom line of nomad coconut bowls and they're going to come with these adorable little brass spoons that have pineapples and palm trees on the top and then they're going to be hand painted. They're going to have nomad carved into them. And on the bottom, it's going to say never stop exploring, which is so fun. And I am hoping they're going to be ready for pre-order before Christmas. So everyone can get them for Christmas presents and they'll officially be ready to ship in January. So that's the first thing. And then actually before COVID hit, I was hosting a trip to Greece. I was partnering with the travel agency and we were going to take about 10 to 12, um, people to Greece and do an island hopping trip. And we had like a cooking class with the Greek family and volcano hiking and all these really fun things planned on the itinerary and the trip got canceled. So the trip is still on. We're going to do it in 2021. And I'm really excited to start um, that launch again to get some really awesome, fun 20-year-old people who want to travel and um, make some memories together and go to Greece. Yes. Oh my gosh. I need to get myself a coconut bowl and, <laughs> and we'll yes. tell everyone how to find you to get some information about that, that Greece trip too. That's amazing. So yeah, is there anything so- you don't do? <laughs> well, there's lots of things. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm very busy usually, but I like keeping busy. It keeps me out of trouble. So I'll probably be putting most of the information on my Instagram. So as long as you're following me at Nicole underscore the nomad, a lot of the info will be there. Um, But there is an official landing page with the travel agency I'm working with. And I'll just be linking to that where you can find all the information with the itinerary and how to sign up. Nicole underscore the nomad. Everyone wants to be friends with you. That's what I'm trying to say. Like (laughs) the smoothie bowl, (laughs) the fun food, the fun pictures, the fun lifestyle, and you're real. Like, you know, I love that too. You know, we talked about being single and yeah, you know, it's always good to be like, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm waiting for my Boaz and that's cute. But no, like, let's be real too. It is hard. And I get that. And I love that you're just real about that. And girl, I just know that your boo thing is going to be one lucky guy. (laughs) 
That means a lot. You know, dating in LA is very hard too. I think it's, I mean, it's hard anywhere you go, but especially in a big city like this, where 90% of the people that are here are here to pursue a dream and not a person. It's just tricky. Yeah. Kind of like New York in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tough. All right. So one of the closing questions I like to ask all of our friends, because this is called the Truth For Your 20s podcast, is if you could have coffee with your 20-year-old self, what would you tell her? If I could have coffee with my 20-year-old self, I would tell her to relax (laughs) and have more fun. As corny as this might sound, enjoy every moment because you only get one. Like This is the only October 28th, 2020 you're ever going to get, and it's never coming back. So we have a choice on whether or not we're going to slump through it and have a frown on our face, or we're going to decide to turn on some music, dance to some Whitney Houston, eat a cookie, and go be nice to people. Like We have that choice, and even though it's hard, um, I just wish that I would have spent more time doing things that filled my soul with people that filled my soul and not worried as much. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Dancing to Whitney Houston is always a good decision. Always. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) <laughs> when in doubt, put on. <laughs> That's so funny because just today, I, so I do this thing at the end of my workout. There's this really big hill right beside our gym. We call it the hill of death. And I try and challenge myself by doing lunges all the way up the hill. And today in my earbuds was I want to dance with somebody by Whitney, which made it a little bit more bearable. <laughs> That's my favorite song. Also, I'm so impressed that you did that. Oh, well, my butt will be screaming about it tomorrow, but it was fun. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nicole, you're so fun. Okay, so we mentioned they can find you on Instagram at Nicole underscore the nomad. How about TikTok and your YouTube and all of that good stuff? Yes, I'm the same on TikTok, Nicole underscore the nomad. And then YouTube, you can either type in Nicole the nomad or just my full name, Nicole Renard, and everything should pop up. Yay. Well, make sure you go check her out. Make some delicious smoothies or pumpkin chocolate chip brownies, whichever, all the things. She's got a million more recipes and a lot more awesomeness on there too. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. You're amazing. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and put this up on your social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. By the way, I love your DMs. I'm just a regular girl who responds to all my DMs. I never thought I had to clarify that, but apparently some people don't. You actually do me a favor when you reach out and tell me what you want to hear more of because I'm no longer a 20-something, but my passion is to keep my thumbprint on the pulse of what you guys are walking through, what you want to hear more of, what resonates. So please reach out. Do not be shy. And lastly, those of you who leave a review on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you gain some truth for your 20s. Hey, my name is Hannah Boomer. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And our work here is done.